0: I could stay here forever.
1: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to The Art of Being Well. I'm a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via webcam and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the Telehealth Center, Becoming a Patient, we actually have brand new telehealth patient options now open and there's lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's dr. W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And my brand new book, Gut Feelings, is for a pre-order right now. May even be out by the time you listen to this episode. It comes out March 21st, but we're giving away tons of free stuff when you pre-order Gut Feelings right now or order it right now. So head on over to drwillcole.com Just click the Gut Feelings page and you can see all the fun stuff. There's a three-week online mastermind with myself, and some of my colleagues and friends in this space, like Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Nicola Perra, who actually wrote the forward of the book. So the four of us will be there for an online mastermind only for people that pre-order gut feelings, as well as you can get a sneak peek of the book right now. You can get extra recipes. Basically, you don't want to miss it. So head on over to drrealcool.com right now for all the healthy stuff we have going on for Gut Feelings. And we're also giving away free signed books, no matter which one you want. We can send you Gut Feelings signed. If you rate and review The Art of Being Well, you'll be entered to win randomly every single month. We'll be randomly picking winners and I'll reach out to you personally. We'll ask which book you want me to sign and we'll send it out to you. All you have to do for that is rate and review The Art of Being Well on Apple Podcasts and tell us what you love about the show. And you can either leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast Review itself, or you can take a screenshot of the Apple Podcast Review and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And every single month, my team and I will be going through the messages on Instagram as well as the Apple Podcast Reviews themselves and randomly picking winners. All right, good luck. Let's get to today's guest. Her name is Dr. Anna Kabeka. She's a DO, she's an ob she's a triple board certified physician and a fellow of gynecology and obstetrics, integrative medicine and anti-aging and regenerative medicine. This person is brilliant. I not only adore her and respect her professionally, but she's also a great human being. And every day my functional medicine, this is just a side story for everybody. Every day, my entire functional medicine team, telehealth team, Meets to go over patient case reviews. And every, at least once a week, we have deep dive case reviews. Anna has been so kind enough to really go and be a part of these deep dives with my patient team as just special experience that she brings that I really just appreciate her so much. She has special certifications in functional medicine, sexual health, and bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. The author of many, many successful books like The Hormone Fix, Menopause, Keto Green 16 and many other books. She's the creator of the highly acclaimed virtual transformation program Sexual CPR, Magic Menopause and Breeze Through Menopause. She offers Keto Green nutrition plans to online subscribers and she developed the adaptogenic superfoods drink Mighty Maca plus as well as the Jolva Vulvar cream, which you're going to learn all about this stuff in today's conversation. She's been interviewed by all the major television networks and has been featured in InStyle, Huffington Post, and MindBodyGreen. Let's get right to it. This is Dr. Anna Kabeca's Art of Being Well. Dr. Anna Kabeca, this is long overdue. I'm excited this is finally happening. How are you?
0: I am good. It is great to be here with you.
1: And we just started to talk Before we record, obviously, I'm such a fan of your work and we kind of in the same circles of professional life. And I just every book, every project you've coming out, I'm just cheering, cheering you on from the sidelines. And we have the same literary agent, Heather Jackson. Shout out to Heather Jackson. (laughs) She's the best. Yeah,
0: she's amazing.
1: Yeah. So all our books, our books have the same. Sir, I don't know how would we explain this in like a she's just I don't know. She's our our book partner. <laughs> our book book you leader. You know,
0: I tell you, I was just coming out of like being burnout and creating my program called Magic Menopause and what I call the Keto Green Way and put online my Magic Menopause program. So 2014-2015 I started talking about this. And then in like every once in a while, you know, we get these people reaching out, oh, we'll get, you know, we'll want you to write a book for us or this, that. And I would never really entertain them. And then I, Heather's was, Heather's email to me was really compelling. She goes, I'm really working to help menopausal women and we need a menopause diet. And I've, from everything I see, you've created that. And so I took her phone call and that's how I got connected to Heather. I mean, she was like, there is a need for a book like this and so that's where I started with the hormone fix. I think she reached out to me in 2018 and 2019. We published so or 2017, 20, yeah, yeah, 2019 we published. And it's been three books from there. Wow. The hormone fix, Peter Green 16, and Menu Pause. And Amazing. she's my agent for all of them. Yes.
1: Yeah. This we're in the same timeline because I've been with her probably since 2017 too, same year. Ketotarian, the inflammation spectrum, to it, a fasting, now gut feelings. I didn't realize the timelines were so similar between you and I. She does, she has a great, her eye is in, she has her finger on the pulse, I guess is a good way of putting it, on what is needed. What are people looking for? What is, how can we educate and empower people? And we're gonna educate and empower people today. So let's start with framing menopause, perimenopause, because a lot of people, they don't really know that maybe if they get to a certain age, they assume it's going on, but there's not a lot of agency. There's not a lot of empowerment or like informed knowledge about their bodies of what that even, what that looks like. Is there a way for them to run a lab? Is there a way? What are the best ways to know? Am I perimenopausal and what's going on there?
0: oh my gosh you know i mean there's so much to this there really is and the hormone imbalance symptoms that are occurring so basically when we're entering menopause our hormones are kind of shifting out of balance right we're just like with puberty menopause is just the other end of the spectrum so i always like to say it is not a disease menopause is natural and mandatory Every woman will experience it in one way or another but suffering is optional And so this, you know, in our mid thirties, progesterone levels start to decline and we can experience very common symptoms associated with progesterone insufficiency or estrogen dominance. And those symptoms should start telling you, okay, my hormones are shifting. How do I need to optimize them? So the symptoms like, you know, Brain fog, memory loss, mood swings. And I always tell my clients, if you only hate your husband two weeks out of the month, it's most likely your hormones and not your husband or partner. <laughs> so it's so true. These mood swings, these shifts. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Well, I tell you, I'm a woman in my own, you know, 56 and dating, and so many people that I've I've met, they're like, oh, my ex-wife was bipolar. And I'm thinking, bipolar or hormonal? hormonal, most likely, right? But the psychology attached to our physiology is so powerful. And I know you talk about this in your new book coming out. So I'm excited for that to come out. But you know, what's happening in our physiology, our physiology drives our behavior and so these hormonal swings can be associated with that as well as crashing fatigue and and difficulty sleeping and weight gain despite not doing anything different so my story tied into this and and i think you know there's there's so many directions we can go in this discussion but i think one of the things that really compelled me to start talking about menopause was certainly my own journey and realizing as an obgyn my own doctor's bag was empty right and that that really took me on a journey around the world looking for answers so so that's that's the issue we we've, there's so much that's not known and women we don't want to complain and gripe and we certainly you know more often than not don't want to acknowledge this time of passing, Mm -hmm. but unless we shift our way of thinking to look at it as the second spring and really embrace that. Mm. So I like to look at this transition through menopause into the second spring of our lives as one of the most empowering, I mean, if not the most empowering segments of our life, and it is to be embraced and I'm fully embracing it.
1: I love that second spring, this rebirth, this renewal, instead of culture sort of demonizing it, as being this negative disorder or disease. It is, I love that, that reclamation of it. In addition to labs and us clinically monitoring and coaching patients, another way that we get granular and we look at objective data to track patients' progress is something called a continuous glucose monitor or a CGM. One of the CGMs that we love here at the telehealth center is NutriSense. NutriSense lets you analyze in real time how your glucose, how your blood sugar levels respond to the foods that you eat, the exercise that you do, your stress levels, and your sleep. You're gonna be shocked by these results. And you don't need a functional medicine doctor to get this information. You can also get expert dietitian advice. Each subscription plan includes one month of free dietitian support. Your dietitian will help you interpret the CGM data and provide suggestions based on your goals. It's bioindividuality individuality at its best. They will help you build sustainable, healthy habits to achieve your goals. This is what truly sets NutriSense apart from many other CGM-related programs. Seeing this data in real time makes it really easy to identify what you're doing well and where there's room for improvement. Key benefits from their members include weight loss, more energy throughout the day, understanding which foods, are good for them, and also controlling cravings. Visit Nutrisense.io slash Will and use code Will to save $30 and get one month of free dietitian support. That's N-U-T-R-I-S-E-N-S-E.io slash Will Nutrisense.io slash Will Use code Will to save that $30 and also get that one month of free dietitian support. Hi guys, it's Jordan from the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. On my show, we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, motherhood, channeling, healing, and so much more. A few years ago, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease and the healing journey I embarked on at that time set me on the path to radical awakening. Let's just say I had no choice but to change my energy and that opened me up to the most beautiful healing of my life. On my show, you can expect to feel like you're sitting in my living room chatting with old friends. Tune in every Wednesday to connect and hang on the balance Bond, Soul on Fire. All right. So are there labs that you recommend people to ask their doctor for? Where do you like those labs? How do people know beyond symptoms? What are they? What should they be looking at on labs per se?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I list out like my ideal set of labs in my first book, The Hormone Fix. I don't go into it so much in my book, Menu Pause, but they are four, they're actually four key lab tests that I want people to watch. But when we're go looking at our hormones, that I'll talk about those four key in a second. When we're talking, we're looking at our hormones, especially in the perimenopausal time period, when we test our hormones matters. And that is something I see today. I mean, I've been talking, I've lectured and been training physicians now for over 15 years, and I still see clients come to me from concierge practices and they had their hormones tested on birth control pills. I will tell you that tells us nothing. That tells us nothing. You cannot t- you cannot interpret hormone testing if you've been on birth control pills. In fact, I wait for you to be two or three months off birth control pills And then I want to see where in your cycle are you? So often, hey, doctor, I got this thousand dollar panel of labs. I'm like, where in your cycle with you? You know, a a couple, it turns out, because I don't know, I have no idea. And a couple days before ovulation, like that tells me so little, right? Like that, I mean, there's a lot there to gain, but still like where I want to look at the beginning labs, FSH, LH, and estradiol on cycle day two or three. So I want your baseline there and we can run cholesterol and thyroid labs during that time. And I want full panels of thyroid labs, including thyroid antibodies. And so that's part of it. But if I drew a progesterone level during that time, it's not gonna tell me so much. So I wanna do a progesterone level at at peak, when that should be peak during the luteal phase. And that's usually week after ovulation. Mm So if you know when you ovulate, great. Or day 21 of your cycle, 21 to 22 of your cycle. That's when I want to look at those peak progesterone levels and see what those are. And then that the interventions that we do holistically, because I talk about, you know, I really want your body to detox hormones health healthfully and produce its own hormones as naturally as possible, as long as possible. And so we can see that we can, you know, we want to be able to see that shift over time. So also taking your labs before exercise and on an empty stomach, because exercise will change what we're seeing, Mm -hmm. especially when we're looking at DHEA and testosterone levels as well. So we want to look at those, you know, look at it over time, but the four tests that, and so I, I love looking at all our expensive hormone tests, but the four tests that like on a budget that I would have patients evaluate, clients in my online community, they evaluate these four tests and ideally every three months till we get them improving. And then, you know, you can just follow them on an annual basis. So that is the hemoglobin A1C. So marker for your blood sugar, and we want that number close to 5.0. So even though, six is the line for pre-diabetes. We want it close to five. And we've seen that shift. We've seen the hemoglobin, and I know you've seen this too, that hemoglobin A1C improve in as little as one to two months. I mean, even though we're trained that it takes two months. I've seen an improvement yeah. from a 5.7 to a 5.4 in one month. And I was like, okay, then we know we're going mm-hmm. in the right direction. And then the second one is of course our vitamin D25 hydroxy. Because if you have low vitamin D, I can't optimize your hormones. I can give you all the hormones, you you know, like a really, you know, pile them up, but I cannot optimize them because vitamin D is necessary for every hormone receptor site. Right. I agree. And then the third is inflammatory marker, HSCRP, a highly sensitive C-reactive protein. And I say like, we should know these numbers, like we know our dress size or <laughs> shoe size. We should know what these numbers are. So that inflammatory marker, not just a regular CRP, because you have to be way out of whack for that to go up, but a highly sensitive CRP. Let's watch that because inflammation leads to disease and cancer. Let's optimize that, get that to one and pay attention if it jumps up for some reason. So we really wanna look at that. And then the fourth one is DHEA. So that is a marker of the adrenals. DHEA goes down to convert to estrogen and testosterone. So if our DHEA is tanked, of course our reproductive hormones are gonna get tanked. And the good news is that our body, even like our body produces DHEA from our gonads, testes in men and ovaries in women, And our adrenal glands and the adrenals take over after menopause and during andropause. So the adrenal glands take over and produce more DHEA. Now, that is never really limited. We can, if we can give, if we can support the adrenal glands and support the entire system, the hormonal system, our body can keep producing this precursor. Hormone, pro-hormone to make more estrogen testosterone and keep you in balance. Cause you know, and, and anyone listening, estrogen is not the bad guy. Estrogen is so critical for our life, but healthy estrogen, not endocrine disruptors and estrogen mimickers, which wherein the real problem lies. Yeah. So those are the four key tests that are like under a hundred dollars. You can get that testing and you can see very rapidly with diet and lifestyle, how those numbers improve. So I think those are, those are the four, like I was, and of course I would add some more, but those are the four key that are going to tell me the most impact that our you know our changes, our suggestions are
1: having. My goodness, this is rich, gold for people. I love it. I've been using Propolis for a long time every day to help support my immune system and keep my body healthy when I start to feel rundown. During cold and flu season, honestly, anytime, I'm doing everything I can to make sure I stay healthy. That's why I use the Propolis Immune Support Throat Spray. It keeps me in tip-top shape. I take the Propolis Immune Support Throat Spray as a daily ritual to support my immune system, or I spray it to soothe a scratchy, uncomfortable throat. Sometimes when I'm talking all day long, consulting patients, talking more on the podcast, I do a little bit of an extra dose. (laughs) That's my pro tip. It's easy to use. It's effective. You can bring it everywhere with you and it tastes freaking delicious. Just four sprays daily supports my immune health and keeps me feeling my best all the time. My team loves this stuff as well. I was just on a telehealth, a patient team meeting and I was talking about, I was spraying the propolis spray on the meeting and they all said, we love that too. It's beloved by not only me, but my entire functional diagnostic nutrition team. This clean and effective product actually works. It's third-party tested for all pesticides and they're dedicated to sustainable beekeeping and helping save the bees. And it's also female founded. If you haven't heard the episode, I had the founder of Beekeepers Naturals on the podcast, Carly Stein Kramer. Check that out. It's mind blowing the science around bees and all the stuff I learned there. B Propolis acts as the bee's medicine. It contains antioxidants like vitamin C, zinc, iron, B vitamins, and more to help support the human immune system. So it's a whole food based source of nutrient density that supports your immune system. Today, Beekeepers Naturals is offering you an exclusive offer. So you go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash Will Cole or enter code Will Cole to get 20% off your first order. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S dot com slash Will Cole or enter code Will Cole. Beekeepers Naturals products are also available at Target, Whole Foods, CVS, and Walgreens. Start feeling better every day today. So a question popped up in my mind of somebody out there that says, oh, I don't have a period right now that maybe they're not menopausal, postmenopausal, but they, are, they have amenorrhea. Maybe they have an autoimmune condition or some other health issue that's preventing their period. What does that person do then when they're testing their hormones? They're, they don't know where they are in their cycle. Any suggestions there? Does it matter?
0: Yeah. If they're not ovulating... You know, if we know they're not ovulate, I mean, at some point they're going to ovulate. The cheap way that I would have my clients do this, especially when I was working with my clients with infertility, I would just have them do daily basal body temperature. Okay. Daily basal body temperature. And we can sometimes see when that sporadic ovulation comes because we'll see a raise, in, a raise in body temperature, progesterone will increase your body temperature too. So that will give us an indication that, okay, you've ovulated during that time we can wait, we can take a progesterone level on day seven, but someone who's anovulatory, we know their progesterone's low. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna implement the things that are going to improve, improve that. And so that's where- my lifestyle and diet comes into play. So the keto green way, which is ideal if you've had polycystic ovarian syndrome, if you have a family history of diabetes and heart disease, and if you're going through menopause, I'm telling you those four keto green is ideal designed for you and no age limit on that too. And because we know with intermittent fasting and healthy protein, breaking up with sugar, I would say the toxic ex-boyfriend sugar (laughs) breaking up with sugar and you know that can that really does improve insulin sensitivity and decreases inflammation and improves your natural hormone production. So you want to make sure you get protein, low carb, healthy fats, and that gives your body time to rest and digest and improve its hormone. We see that regularly. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to tell a scary story here Let's hear it. considering we're just recording after Halloween, but this is a scary story. It was scary for my client, but very exciting. She is 46 years old and she started doing my Keto Green program. And again, I, you know, she started doing the Keto Green and doing Mighty Maca. And she goes, I was just preparing for a menopause because my period's been so regular for the last three years and all this stuff. And she goes, then I was 13 weeks without having a period. <laughs> and lo and behold, she was pregnant. Okay. And so... Like, not to scare you, but (laughs) maintaining healthy ovarian function is a marker for longevity. It is a true marker for longevity. So, we want to maintain our own ovarian function. If we don't want to be pregnant, let's protect against that. But, you know, we want to maintain ovarian function as long as possible, and that's good. So, we see that shift. We know that, you know, decreasing inflammation, improving insulin sensitivity, and our body's natural production of hormones is key. And then balancing, definitely in mid-40s to, for the rest of our life, I believe in bioidentical progesterone replacement. And I use topical progesterone and pregnenolone. It's one of my formulas. And I find that to be one of the big needle movers in in helping a woman through menopause and beyond. So Powerful. because progesterone levels naturally decline and mm-hmm. it is neuroprotective, it helps with mood, it helps with sleep, it helps with memory. It's good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. So let's start with uh, unpack some of the things that you would implement into people's you know life and what you would suggest and recommend for them. Start with something that you said that I, I love and I'm completely on the same page is let's get your body to support your own endogenous hormone balance as much as we can. We'll talk about food in a little bit, but what are some of your favorite, maybe herbs, superfoods, natural medicine supplements to bring in? You mentioned maca, so I'd love to know about that. But any other things that, that what are your top picks for hormone balance, whether you're perimenopausal or not, just to support hormonal health? What are your go-tos?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, definitely Maca is is a big one. And Maca is one of my favorites. And Maca is that root that grows above, you know, 10,000 feet in the Andes in Peru. And it's endogenous to that region. So it has also like the folklore around Maca comes from, you know, over 500 years ago where the ancient Incans would drink Maca before they went into battle. And I came across, because at 39, well, I was diagnosed with early menopause and infertility. And at 39, as an OBGYN, trained at one of the best institutions in the world, I was told I would never be able to have another child. And um, we were devastated as a family. And I took a sabbatical from a medical practice I had a nurse, a nurse midwife that worked with me in my practice from Peru, and I went to stay with her family in Peru, and they would say, if you're infertile, drink maca. If you're tired, drink maca. And then they elbowed my husband at the time and said, it's the Peruvian Viagra. So damn sure we're drinking some maca, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. And then I'm a scientist. I was a scientist and I did research actually for the U S Navy before I went to med school. So exercise physiology, high performance research. I'm like, what is in this that increases this performance? The folklore, they're saying that increases your stamina, your energy, the warriors would drink this. You made babies all over the place. I mean, what's the deal? And and maca has its own specific proteins called macaenes And so that was interesting. It's also high in arginine, which increases nitric oxide, mm. which increases blood flow, which is how Viagra works. So here the, it's opened my mind. This was back in 2006. It opened my mind to really understanding medicinal and traditional foods as medicine. And since I've continued to study and use this organic Peruvian maca- I used it in combination because I couldn't stand the taste, to be honest. And I'm a, I'm from a family of chefs, and, you know, like you, it's got to taste good for you to, you know, it's for it to work in your body. So I started mixing it with other, what other superfoods? In Peru, they have cat's claw which is a potent anti-inflammatory, I mean, it has these amazing benefits. So I started using that and then, you know, mangosteen and acerola cherry and other superfoods that had some good flavors. And of course, the greens like spirulina and chlorella. And I researched other adaptogens, the turmeric, resveratrol quercetin. I mean, those three, we know those boost your immune system. Mm -hmm. They've made headlines over the last two years. And so then they have a genetic adaptogenic potential. And I believe maca is in that group too, not just adrenal adaptogen, but genetic adaptogen too. And so the combination was better than any one thing together. And so that's why I've combined those ingredients together. And I think that's the power of these different adaptogens. I think Turmeric, I mean, if I'm not cooking with it, I'm supplementing with it and it's in my mighty maca plus, you know? And so like, that is a really big one. Foods rich in quercetin. So, you know, and and supporting all three phases of detoxification, like we want to support methylation. So I believe, make sure that we have enough foods. And that's why my recipe incorporates a variety because we want to support methylation, sulfation, glucuronidation. So to support our body's detoxing of, The toxic metabolites, as well as supporting our body's own natural hormones.
1: I love it. Great, great tips. So, and then you mentioned there is a place for hormone replacement therapy. I think you touched on topical progesterone, pregnenolone. At what point should someone consider that as well? And are there is do you recommend any other hormone replacement therapy?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I am big on, if we're using, first of all, I I like to say hormone replenishment versus hormone replacement. Got it. I never want to suppress your body from making its own. And believe me, even the, we know that our ovaries over age 65, 70 are still producing some kind of hormone. So certainly we see that with testosterone. Yeah, for sure. So we want to make sure that we can, our body can produce its hormones naturally. I'm living proof. Early diagnosis of menopause at 39, Going through a second swing at 48. And then now finally at 56, I am officially postmenopausal. So you can revive that ovarian function in a really healthy optimal way. But so with replenishment, not repl- we would never suppress our own HPA access. In, Got it. in my experience, this works so much better. So I start with detoxifying you know, like through our healthy, clean diet and lifestyle and good night's sleep and all that, you know, all the things that we can do to detoxify healthfully, eat, nourish our body. For me, it's the keto green way. And then for, you know, supporting the adrenal glands through adaptogens and superfoods, as well as lifestyle and meditation, optimizing the hormone oxytocin, balancing the hormone cortisol. So that's gonna support our adrenal glands. And then use DHEA. So, I use topical DHA in my Jolva formula. I like topical over oral to avoid side effects. And then I start with progesterone because that's the first hormone to decline. I want to balance that up. And so, I typically will use a, to- a topical or a oral prescription, bioidentical or body identical progesterone, and use that in the evening on a cyclic basis. And then from there, testosterone and estrogen if needed. So, food lifestyle, you know, mental, healthy mental practices, all of that integrated in to a hormone replenishment routine.
1: Love that. So if someone's going to, if they're a good candidate for a hormone replenishment, do you recommend them getting retested with labs to see where their levels are at? What's the, your recommendations there?
0: Yeah. Ideally, like ideally working with number one symptoms. So for me, it's like I have them do a quiz, hormone toxicity quiz, and, you know, write down your symptoms, get your baseline lab, start with dietary and lifestyle changes, yeah. optimize with replenishment doses of hormones and retest. And, you know, same thing, quiz, lab test. And I tip, typically three to six months. Got it. That's ideal.
1: Got it. As a functional medicine doctor, you all know, my day job is looking at labs and running the telehealth center and really clinically monitoring and coaching my patients into wellness. And one of the top things that we see clinically are people that are looking to optimize their hormonal health. And part of that for many of them, at least, is optimizing their sexual wellness. Things like low libido or painful, uncomfortable sex something that not enough people are talking about, but so many people are going through it. But one tool within that sexual wellness toolbox is Foria. Have you heard about Foria yet? Foria has bottled desire, deep connection, sexual wellness that can't keep our hands off of each other feeling in their award-winning intimacy formulas. Each formula is a gift and experience rolled into one that will result in an enchanted evening. So what is Foria exactly? Foria makes life-changing, all-natural, organic formulas for your most intimate needs. Foria has a serious cult following with tens of thousands of people who have had their sex lives transformed through using their natural, organic products. They have something that they call their arousal oil, which many of my telehealth patients love. It's called Awaken. Awaken uses CBD and warming sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, and helps with any discomfort. So yes, you have my permission to try this. I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself or your partner. Experience that can't keep our hands off each other. Feeling with a bottle of Foria, experience deeper, fuller pleasure right now. Foria is offering a special deal. For the Art of Being Well listeners, get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash or use code willcoal at checkout. That's f-o-r-i-a wellness.com forward slash willcoal for 20% off your first order. I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and their sex oil. You'll thank me later. Again, that's foriawellness.com slash Let's lean into this really important, like you have to start here. You you keep talking about food first. So you're absolutely right. Like I've seen people that do the cart before the horse and the whole bioavailability the bio train is not there. And the hormone replenishment may be appropriate, but it's like the body's not even there yet, right? It's like, you need to get these things underway. So you use the term keto green. What's keto green for people that don't know?
0: Yeah, so keto green is, that's what I call my um, nutrition plan, but it's more than what we eat, it's how we eat. So keto green, meaning we have less than 40 grams of carbs and those carbs should be high fiber, dark green leafy, Mm grains like your you know cabbage and broccoli and you know cruciferous vegetables that help with estrogen detoxification. Broccoli sprouts is one of my favorite and fermented vegetables like sauerkraut or kimchi supporting gut microbial diversity. That's key. Mm -hmm. And then healthy quality fats like grass fed free range beef or wild caught fish. So good protein sources. And many times clients I work with especially menopause and beyond we're not getting enough protein and we can make that mistake Mm -hmm. very easily. So enough protein and then healthy fats, your olive oil, avocado oil can use nuts and seeds unless you have autoimmune issues and we take those away. So those are certain things that can really help. So keto green is that kind of plate. If you think about it, like imagine filet of salmon on a bed of sauteed spinach with garlic and a drizzle of olive oil. Mm And so there you've got healthy fat, high quality protein in your greens. And that's what I would call a keto green meal. Now, combine that with intermittent fasting, at least 13 to 16 hours between dinner and breakfast, and no more snacking. As we age, we become more insulin resistant. So telling someone to snack, with rare exception, is not helpful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I love it. We're speaking the same language. I mean, because, you know, as people that see patients all day long, we see what works, what moves the needle in labs and people's lives and what I call And It's funny how we both have our own names for these things that have so much science behind it of supporting methylation, becoming fat adapted, decreasing inflammation levels, supporting gut health. These things that are essential for hormone health, no matter who you are. So in the book, you talk about these different plans, these customizations that people can find out what works for them they can get the book to learn about all the different plans, but can you touch on the different plans and why there's a need for variations?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is what I found. So I mentioned in 2014, 2015, I was 48 and I was experiencing this like second menopause period. I was burnt out. You know, my I was stressed, depressed, hormones were a mess. I mean, it was crazy. Hair loss to here. I mean- Every symptom, weight gain without doing anything different. I thought I was dialed in. And this is why I always say it takes more than hormones to fix your hormones because I'm the hormone expert, right? My hormones were dialed in. So what I that's where I created this whole keto green plan and checking urine pH. I think that is a biomarker as important as your weight. As important as how much water you drink is checking urine pH. Because I noticed the more keto I got, the more acidic my urine pH got, but actually the more crazy I felt, the more out of balance, the more I I hit a wall. And I, you know, a single mom of three girls at home, two teenagers and a wee one at the time. And so like, you cannot have brain fog. Any women listening really get that? Like you cannot have brain fog with teenage girls in the house. (laughs) They will manipulate you. So anyways, all of that was happening at the same time. And so that really took me on this this journey. And so since I've been using, and I was so excited for the changes that happened in my life, you know, lost the weight quickly, but more importantly, I had the peace that surpasses all understanding that I'd only read about in the Bible, but never experienced. And I had this clarity, right? Because we know ketones is, especially for the menopausal brain, is jet fuel, whereas getting glucose is gasoline and the more estrogen insufficient we get, you know, even with supplementation, the impaired gluconeogenesis that your brain has, your muscle has. So, so that was really interesting. So my brains lit up and I take this program to my eight most difficult patients in my medical practice. And then they all had amazing results and I took it online. And since then, you know, from thousands and thousands of people going through the Keto Green Way where were those blocks? And there, these are the five most common blocks that I put in my latest book, menu pause kind of. I I love the name. I love the name. So good. So menu pause and um, yeah, Marnie Cochran came up with that name and I was like, oh my God, I can work with this. This is so good. (laughs) So it's five different menu plans that each pause something. And each of them are six days because we know in functional medicine, you know, essentially 72 hours for the gut mucosal lining to turn over. So with six, and I think it slows down, to be honest. Well, I want to ask, I really want to dig into this sometime, but you know, as we get older and for women, it may be more like four days for us. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that 72 hours that it may have been in our Mm twenties when the data was analyzed on this. So so six days is like the shortest amount of time that I can really see shift when we don't have exposure to a food allergy. So with menopause, the first plant, it's Keto Green Extreme. So it's more autoimmune protocol. So we take out nightshades, nuts and seeds, tomatoes, eggplants, things like that. And the second one is all plant-based because another problem with our Keto Green way or Keto in general is constipation and a decrease in gut microbial diversity. From you know, decrease in diversity in eating too, mm-hmm. and not having the plant foods. So the second one is plant based keto greens. So still very low in carb, which is also a key reason why many vegans and vegetarians struggles because their diets can be really high in carbs and grains. So eliminate that in the second one, and then again, the key thing is to get bowel regularity. And the third one, s- swing the pendulum completely to the other way, and the car that's more of a carnivore plant very carb-restricted, definitely gets you into high ketosis within three days. And you, you know, a very low inflammatory plan and also learning nose to tail eating in that plan. And then the fifth one is a cleanse, a six-day cleanse with a limit, call it liver, gallbladder, flush. So that's, but also with smoothies during the week and bone broth. So you're really giving the gut lining GI rest. And so you see a big, beautiful improvement in collagen and face and glowing. It's really a great one for skin and special events coming up. So, and then the fifth one is what often I would see with definitely my type A and and my athletes and um, is that we need to carb up because we got in so restrictive, never taking a feast day, which is like the seventh day is for feasting or fasting, you can choose. But, you know, that we're so restricted for too long, we actually have to carb up. So that's more of a healthy carb eating plan.
1: Love it. When you someone's carb up or clean carb cycling, what where do you like their carbohydrates? Should they be measuring their carbohydrates whenever they're getting the ha- handle on this?
0: Yeah, I think it's like because it doesn't take much to like, you know, shift through a a block or, you know, a plateau at that point. Really doesn't take much. So I think it's just almost like you know, just that little bit, that half a sweet potato or adding that sweet potato or adding more of the root vegetables. Mm -hmm. So I haven't actually had them measure, measure their carbs, but it looks like based on the menus that I have in menu pause that, you know, they estimate around maybe 150. So still not really high.
1: Right. That's exactly what I've found too. Like anywhere is depending on how insulin resistant or sensitive they are, which obviously we're working on, through that process too, is about 75 to 150 grams. Exactly. That's the, the spectrum of finding that carb sweet spot, I think is, is right where we need to be. So,
0: and without triggering that sweet tooth again, yeah. or those carb cravings again. And that was an area too, in my community and my girlfriend, doctor community I have a client, Mary, and she's 68 years old now. She's been doing Keto green for seven years. And she's Dr. Ann, I've been so afraid to add carbs back because even a sweet potato will make me have cravings again. So, really have to really understand that and work through that and make sure, like addressing essential fatty acids mm-hmm. in those, that she's getting enough essential fatty acids to, you know, stave off those carb cravings too.
1: Yeah, that's a great tip. You mentioned prioritizing protein and making sure they're getting enough essential amino acids throughout the day and why that's so important for everyone, but especially women and as we all age. What does a day in the life, I guess, look like for somebody? Should they be measuring essential amino acids? Is that not needed? Like what's the ballpark of where we should be there?
0: Yeah, so again, it's gonna vary for the individual. And I think what I saw happening in the keto communities and keto green communities, especially where women are concerned is that you're fasting, like fasting for too long, too often and not getting enough of the, carbs periodically especially the dark green leafies and for me too because i played with the carnivore plan i'm like oh this will be great for me you know i've got the warrior body type pcos was great for about a week or two weeks but then i started gaining weight like how i blew my mind how that was even possible but not getting because you're not hungry You're not eating enough. Maybe you're eating one meal and then you're increasing leptin resistance. And so you have to watch this and really watch your physiology. So I think this is where the five menu plans come into play too, because you've got to change things up. Mm -hmm. You've got to flex your diet, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to change things up. And so when we're looking at like a day in the life, I like my clients to break fast after 13 to 16 hours around 10 a.m., you know, after their workout, they've gotten that in this in the morning, you know, after their workout, break fast around ten or eleven. But also when they wake up to make sure they're really hydrating, drinking plenty of water in the you know in the morning and flushing toxins. And I think that's really a good time to hydrate up. And so and then have like their second, you know, their second meal four to six hours later. And or, you know, skip a third meal, but make sure you're getting enough enough protein, at least 70, you know, 50 to 50 grams of protein is hard to get. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is hard to get. So, but if you can optimize trying to get 100 grams of protein a day, again, really depends on your body. And we did this keto calc quiz to people can kind of figure that out themselves and you enter your weight, your height, your sex, and it will look at based on that, how much protein, how much fat, how much carbs we want you to get, but I think like per meal, I mean, that's, a, that's hard. It's been a challenge for me. And I recognize that when I'm not getting enough protein, my body goes right into fat storage mode again.
1: Yeah, certainly. Where can people get that calculator? You Is it on your website?
0: Yeah, it should be dranna.com forward slash keto, K-E-T-O, calc, C-A-L-C.
1: Perfect. I know everybody's <laughs> is going to be writing that down because they want to get, you know, just I think it's good to get dialed in sometimes, check if you're there, not to become obsessive about it, but just get great awareness around how you're mm-hmm. fueling your body and learning these different plans that you're talking about and learning about. Their own bioindividuality and where they're at at this point in their health journey and, and what their body needs. This is great stuff. I know you write about weight loss plateaus and your top tips sort of bust through those weight loss plateaus, frustrating for many people. So, can you go over some of those? If somebody's struggling with, oh man, I saw some benefits, but now I can't, I'm doing all the right things seemingly, but I'm not moving past this weight loss plateau. What are your top tips there?
0: Yeah. So that's a couple things. That's where changing the menu plan comes up. Like, okay, maybe we have some food sensitivity. So let's switch and and change to the ketogreen extreme, very low inflammatory or switch to the plant base or switch to the carnivore or do a cleanse just to break through the plateau. But those are the, and or maybe we've been so restrictive, we need to carb up So just switching what you're doing for six days can be enough to break through that plateau. You've got to figure it out. Is it food sensitivities? Is it digestive enzymes? Is it, you know, what's going on? Is that your body is now becoming more leptin resistant? I mean, it took me months to figure that out. Like I would say almost a year to figure out that was it. Cause I was like, you know, it's gotta be my thyroid or it's this mold exposure. I mean, there were so many variables, but figuring it out until I started going back instead of, instead of fasting till 2 PM, breaking my fast at 10 AM and making sure I was getting more protein in. I mean, that was, that time variable was key. And the other thing too is optimizing sleep. We know that if we're not getting sleep, we're going to be more insulin resistant. And even though we're, you know, eating a very insulin sensitizing way, if we're not getting enough sleep, that's still going to work against us.
1: Yeah. Oh, great tips. So, I'm so curious, like what's the, over the next coming year, what's in the pipeline? And be, I obviously have this amazing book out, but what else is coming up in your life?
0: So, oh my gosh. Well, thank you for asking. Well, one, I'm a new grandma, oh, so I've got a three generation household and, That's so and cool. I, Oh my gosh. And she just lights up my light. You guys share pictures every (laughs) once in a while on my Instagram at the girlfriend doctor. So check those out. She's adorable. And you know, on the weekends, I haul horses in a big old dude truck. We've got horses. My youngest, who's 14 now, the one I had when I was 41. She is a rodeo. She's in the rodeo, the high school rodeo competition. So I do that on the weekend. So, between that, I've also created a few new products in my product line. So Jolva, I'm most known for for innovation. It's won several awards. And that is the anti-aging cream for the vulva addressing clitoris to anus' health. It's, you know, really the, I think, the single most important creation in my life because wow. so many physicians don't know how to compound hormones and don't address clitoral health, vaginal health, vulvar health. And women have been suffering. I experienced all this early because I was 39 and I didn't know how to help myself. And it helps with bladder leaks and wow. again, very supportive. There's so much. So Jolva. Jolva. And then I since created, cause I was tell clients use it on your, you know, like I I got lipstick bleed lines and i had given up Botox and Filler many, many years ago. And so I was like, oh, I'm just going to put Joelva on my lips, my upper lips. I would tell my (laughs) girlfriends in my girlfriend doctor community, my patients would be like, Dr. Anna, that's for down there. I can't use it (laughs) up here. So I created a new formula called Kiss and it's more of an ointment. It's a very nice lip moisturizer. (laughs) Gets rid of those lip lines. I mean, it works. And a hair formula. So I can't stand the hair loss experience and I'd suffered with that. And so beauty from the inside out and the outside in, and then I created a new adaptogenic night formula. So I've been having fun with that, but there is another book coming. That's for sure. But I'm going to try to hold off a little bit longer. Our our agent has been (laughs) um, asking me for something and I've really on my heart to talk about though, oxytocin and connection. And I recently did like a Ted style talk on what I called oxyplay. It's not about foreplay. It's about oxyplay on a daily basis. No partner, no problem. How are you bringing pleasure and joy into your life? Mm-hmm. And so I really am focusing on that, getting that message out more for people because that's connection.
1: I love it. That's the
0: best medicine. I
1: love it. Great. I mean, your scientist mind has never left. You're always formulating and and developing amazing, exciting new things. So- Really, really cool. I, I, in menu pods, in this amazing book, what's probably hard to pick, but there's I think over 125 recipes, or at least 125. What are your top like three recipes in in the book?
0: The ones that I make the most. I'll tell you this because I'm I'm Middle Eastern, I'm first generation American, and so the tabuli and the kefta kebabs, those Yum. are like per, no, that is soul food for me, and that's like if parents need to be a sneaky chef out there. The kefta kebabs because we put parsley in tomatoes, spices. They are they are just so good, well balanced, hormone balancing, low inflammatory, really good. So that's those are two, and then my almond fig pistachio scones. Love that. (laughs) That's another one I love. It's not delicious. (laughs) Those are the three I make the most. Love
1: it. So you know the podcast is called the Art of Being Well. This at the end of every episode we have your Art of Being Well. This is Dr. Quebec's Art of Being Well. So first question. What's the worst tasting healthy food that you still have, but because it's so good for you and you know the science behind it, not because it tastes good?
0: Oh my God. Well, the first thing that popped into my mind was maca, you know, (laughs) but then I formulated the Mighty Maca Plus with 30 superfoods, but I could not stomach it. I mean, that was just, yeah. Very bitter. Yeah. Just mm -hmm.
1: for sure. How many capsules do you take? I have to start taking this, your maca. What is it? Two capsules a day. How many do you take?
0: Well, it's the capsules are coming out again soon where those will be three capsules twice a day, ideally powder. It's one scoop a day, one to two scoops a day, and it's a green and it tastes good. Again, family of chefs, my youngest daughter was part of the taste testing. It tastes really, really good. So it is a, the green superfood blend. And what we've seen though, with that is an improvement in DHEA. So improvement in adrenal Function and improvement in your cycle and progesterone level and a decline in hot flashes. We have men and women, you know, I focus on women, but we have so many men, Olympic athletes, world champion boxers. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, we all benefit.
1: Ex- I, like so. you said, the maca is known as the sort of natural Viagra. Right? So any guy out there could benefit from this as well. Yeah. What's your dream vacation, your idyllic vacation?
0: Oh my gosh. I would say going to Barcelona, I experienced that and we stayed a month and it was the best of the city. Then you have the beach and then you have the mountains. So you have everything. You've got city life, amazing food, great wine, great people, international feel, beach on one side and mountains on the other. So things like that, that's the best of all worlds for me.
1: Love it. We touched upon in this episode How of a mindfulness practice meditation, looking at stress and its implication on our health. What is a spiritual practice or mindfulness practice that has been a real game changer for you personally?
0: Yeah. So for me, like something that really changed my life, because I've been to a very dark place. Will, you don't know this, but I lost, we lost our son at a very young age, and he was 18 months old. And so that, you know, trauma, that PTSD, I'm depressed, I wanted to die. I've been to a very dark place. So spiritual, you know, having faith and then really throwing away my faith after that for a while, regaining my faith has been very healing for me. And the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius is a, one of the biggest things that I've incorporated into my life that have really made an improvement. I simplify it down to three questions I ask myself before I open my eyes every morning. Let me tell you, I would not be here if I didn't do this. Three questions, and the first is: Where did I see or feel love yesterday? Where did I see or feel love? And I wake up with that memory, and it could be the you know now it's easy. It's like oh my granddaughter just gave me that hug, and you know whatever it may be. And sometimes you may have to feel like you have to make things up, or you see it in in a clerk that you know is helping you and and ask you something, or gives you a hand, or wherever. Where did you see and feel love? And the second one is, where did I laugh or could I have laughed at myself more? (laughs) So there's usually a long list there. (laughs) And the third, the third is, what am I most grateful for? What am I most grateful for? So those three questions and honest to goodness, it changed my life. It changed my life. And when I start out that way, number one, I feel more grounded Number two, my urine pH is more alkaline. Like I have tested this in all different ways as a scientist. I mean, that's that gratitude increases oxytocin, the most alkalinizing anti-aging hormone of our body and decreases cortisol, the most acidifying deadly hormone over time in our body.
1: Wow, that is so special. Thank you for sharing that for to, to me and for the listeners. What was the name of, you said a saint or where can they learn? Saint
0: Ignatius. Saint
1: Ignatius. Mm-hmm.
0: Spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. There's a really long, you know, it's a, you can download it for free off the internet. Then I, there's a cheat sheet, which is the daily it's called the daily Examine, the Spiritual Exercises of St. Ignatius. but there's a shortened version called the Daily Examine.
1: I love that. Thank you so much. I've never learned heard that before. I just learned something new. What and you mentioned how as a biomarker that's essential, for your patients and what you recommend in your books is a urine pH. Where can people go to get that? How often they should should they be testing and where do you like their urine pH?
0: Yeah, I recommend check it on a daily basis and especially when you start out to see, like how are you, sometimes you're eating everything right, you're doing, you know, but you're so stressed. Your cortisol is acidifying. You'll see that shift in your urine pH. So we know more acidic urine pH is associated with metabolic syndrome, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, osteoporosis. So alkaline urine pH greater than seven. Seven is neutral. So 7.5, eight, I mean, that's perfect. If you're at seven, I'm super happy because when I started testing, I was like at, I don't know, five. And you can get pH paper from any pharmacy. It's you know a thin yellow paper. You can get urine test strips from, you know, anywhere I created ones with called keto pH test strip because they have the ketone pad mm. and the pH pad on the same oh, one. Nice. So I was checking both those things.
1: I love yeah. that. I love that. Right. And you, if you're eating the way that you're advocating with these greens and getting good nutrient dense foods, that's going to be improving that number. Correct. That's how they would do it. Yes, absolutely. Love it. What's your favorite restaurant in the world? And when you're there, what do you order?
0: Oh my gosh. Favorite restaurant in the world. If, if my mom was alive, it would be her home, you know, her kitchen for sure. So, and we would just have, we would have coffee and desserts. That's what we would
1: <laughs> have.
0: <laughs> so gosh, it's really hard to, to think of a favorite, you know, like I would just say recently, one of my favorite experiences has been in Italy and we were in Florence and right along the Ponte and we had this amazing seafood tower. And I was just like fresh seafood tower with raw oysters and, you know, shrimp and crab. I mean, that for me, that's like, like that. that was indulgence. That was indulgence. I
1: love it. What's your top tip, I guess, with that, if somebody's struggling with getting good sleep, falling asleep, staying asleep, what's your top tip to get a great night's sleep?
0: Oh my gosh, there's not just one because like I, again, I was say I'm born to be an OBGYN because I can never <laughs> sleep through the night. I mean, it was like waking up right. at all hours. And <laughs> right. So there's different things. I would say it's like one of the needle movers for me has been using magnesium L3 and 8. So magnesium L3 and 8 crosses the blood brain barrier and that that's a needle mover. But I do like magnesium L3 and 8 melatonin. I created the adaptogenic formula, Night Seas to help with deeper sleep. You know, cause I'm like, okay, I've resigned to the fact that I'm never going to get more than five or six hours of sleep. So at least let the sleep I have be un- you know, deeper sleep. Right. And so that's where that came from. But a weighted blanket, a room at 65 degrees, completely dark. I mean, do all of this. Well, I do all of this. I love
1: it. That's the best, the best rundown. Do you know what Enneagram you are? The personality type? I want
0: to say a seven. Okay. I'm trying to remember what that is though.
1: It's seven is, I don't know the the names, but seven is like the adventure seeking one.
0: Ah, yeah, that would be right.
1: (laughs) Enneagram seven, I love it. Not everybody knows her Enneagram. You're one of the first people that knew. So I appreciate that. What are your thoughts on peanut butter? I love peanut butter. I know it's kind of controversial. I know it's not the best food, but it's like a food that brings me joy. Dr. Gundry said, that's okay if you're slowly killing yourself, is what he told me. So.
0: <laughs> my opinion is oxytocin trumps any food allergy or sensitivity. So if you're having fun and enjoying it, yeah. All
1: right. What's your go? If someone had to pick a peanut butter, what would that be? What would be your go-to peanut butter source?
0: Oh my gosh. It would just have to be like, go to Trader Joe's and do the, you know, like where you, you have the peanuts in the thing yes. and you fresh- do it. I think that is just amazing to do it that way. And then you can do the cashew and do a little one up on your peanut butter, <laughs> the cashew butter, but.
1: <laughs> I love it. And at the, uh, Trader Joe's, they also have Valencia peanut butter, which tends to be lower mold too. So some of my patients that are mold sensitive, hey, Trader Joe's, that's where it's at, I guess. Next question. Do you ever go to Starbucks? And if you go to Starbucks, what's your order?
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. This is where you call me out because I initially started, start, we moved in Dallas a couple of years ago and well, officially moved like five months ago to a new area. And then my daughter who was homeschooled, she now, I would take her to high school. And so I was having a little trouble getting her out the door. So I was like, okay, if we're out the door by seven twenty, you can order Starbucks. And so like, we are literally <laughs> out the door by 7.20. Now i she is in my bedroom <laughs> if I am not out the door at 7.20. And so I get an Americano, a black Americano. I love it. Sometimes I'll put a splash of coconut milk in it and I'm not gonna tell you what she gets, but <laughs> hey, I got her out the door without complaining to <laughs> school <laughs> on time.
1: I love it. Hey, parent life, I'm there. I have a 16 year old. I know what it's like and a 13 year old. My friend, this has been a great conversation. Where can they go to learn about all the things we've been talking about in today's episode?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, just come find me at dranna.com. So D-R-A-N-N-A.com. And, you know, check out my social. I put a lot of free content and good reels up there. And that's at the Girlfriend Doctor on Instagram. And yeah, and I think that, you know, I'm always, always creating content. You're gonna be on my podcast, The Girlfriend Doctor Show. And I just am here to like, Start the conversation, right? To know that we're not alone and that there is always one next right step we can take. So, here to help.
1: Thank you, my friend. Thank you for having of me. Of course, come back anytime.